Good morning. Welcome to Q&A. This is your opportunity to send in questions from the service this morning. So the number is up on the screen. Go ahead and text them in, and we'd love the opportunity to chat with you this morning and go over those. So we look forward to hearing your questions. We do have a few that have come in. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so super exciting. The logic of lordship. Ah, yes. I'm a very logical thinker in general, and like to have it referenced that way, it clicks. Like it's it's just logical. Yeah, without necessarily repeating what I just said, I was uh, really profoundly challenged when I looked at the original text there a number of years ago and was and saw that it really wasn't a, a uh, I'm doing God a favor type right. thing. That what I'm actually usually doing is robbing hmm. God, and we don't really think of ourselves as robbing God sometimes except for our money, but uh, robbing God of the body that he redeemed for the sake of being the body of Christ. So he poured himself into me so that this would be an instrument through which his glory, his work would be done. And when I take this body and I use it for my purposes, it's, it's, it's robbery. So um, it was clarifying for me as well. I would agree. Um, listening to the service Thursday, that was one of those clarifying moments. Yeah. Ah, aha moment, however you want to describe mm -hmm. it. Um, well, cool. Well, we'll dive into our first question here. Um, it's a tough reality that I haven't always been the body of Christ at work. Mm. It's a hard environment. Yeah. How, do, how do I change this? Won't it be strange to suddenly have a change? What if my coworkers respond negatively or awkwardly? Yeah. Um, be encouraged that Jesus had a human body and his environment was hard. Right. And I don't say that lightly at all. Um, I think one of the good moments for me in my own personal journey was recognizing that I could just because I tried to do the right thing and did the right thing doesn't mean that it would always go the right way. Right. <laughs> sure. But and maybe that's just stupid to think that. I guess in the church, especially, I was like, if we do the right thing and we say the right things and we honor the Lord, then everybody will understand and get in line. Hmm. And it was a hard lesson for me as an elder to recognize that that's not necessarily true. So. It, I think you should be encouraged um, that Jesus' road was hard as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe the specific, I don't know if you've ever, uh, the person who asked this, or lots of people have hard circumstances. I don't mean say that to light, to minimize it, but sure. to say you probably re represent the, a lot of folks in this question. Uh, it, Hebrews 12 says, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance. Endurance, that means it's hard. Mm -hmm. The race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So what comes to my mind there is the question was, how do I change that? Mm -hmm. We tend to think we change it by God changed my circumstances or I want to go 
I want to go work at a place where it's easier. And I get that. But actually, Jesus said, Father, don't take them out of the world. Mm-hmm. Keep them in the world. Sanctify them with truth, but keep them in the world. In other words, uh, and we've probably heard this, be in the world, but not of the world. So change by truth, but living in the midst of it. So I would encourage folks who are in hard situations not to say, Lord, change my circumstances, but not that that would be wrong, but right. but change me. Mm-hmm. When Robert Tim McQuilkin, uh, president of Columbia, wife Muriel started experiencing Alzheimer's in a really significant way, he said, my prayer was this, Lord, change her or change me. Uh, supernatural power in healing her mind that was deteriorating or changing me so that I would love even as my wife is deteriorating mentally. So that may be, Lord, change my circumstances or change me. Uh, He, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. So he looked past the hard to the the eternal, and that might help you to go uh, momentary affliction for eternal weight of glory. That's uh, 2 Corinthians 4, I believe. So you're seeing the long term versus the immediate. And despise the shame. In other words, it's not that it wasn't there. He simply despised it, meaning he didn't give it the weight that shame often has in our life. Mm, shame can, yeah, can be very compelling and he despised it. In other words, think of something that you would despise, and so that has no weight, no value in my life. Mm-hmm. Shame didn't motivate him. It was motivated by what? The eternal weight of glory and the joy that was set before him. So um, that's, that's how the question was, how do I change? And then Swetkin mm-hmm. was, won't it be weird? Yes, or if, if, what if my coworkers respond negatively or awkwardly? Um, well, they may. Sounds like it's hard anyway. So I think, I'm not sure how they would respond negatively, though that's possible. I think it's just as possible that they see a difference in you and they see a joy where there used to be a grumbling or they see a love where there used to be bitterness, whatever was there that would be replaced by something that looks like Jesus. Um, I hope it, they see it, and they might think it's awkward. We had, Jackie and I had a, an individual tell us recently as we did something kind for them, I don't understand you two. <laughs> and we took that as a compliment, honestly, that, that our actions didn't reflect the norm. They reflected the Lord. So mm. uh, I wouldn't take that as a negative response. I'd take that as a positive response. Response. Whether people will respond and join you, I'm not promising that, but it'll be God glorifying. You never know what opportunities that can bring when you, yeah. when someone asks the question, "Hey, you're responding differently in these meetings or this type of situation." Let me tell you why that explanation. Yeah. And so, don't be afraid to take that new perspective mm-hmm. and apply it, but it's a daily application. So I've been there in the office space before, prior to me working here on staff. Um, it's really tough. It mm-hmm. can be a very, very hard environment. 
But yeah. at the same time, it's a whole different level of ministry and being the body of Christ in a place where a lot of other people won't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, but yet, obviously, the Lord will provide in yeah. those situations um, and work through you. But it's also very much a sanctification process, like yeah. to learn that dependence on the Lord in those situations. Mm. Did I do it perfectly? Absolutely not. Oh. There are many times where I walked away and I was like, oh boy, I really messed up on that one. Opportunities to seek forgiveness from coworkers is a great opportunity mm. to start a conversation on the grace oh. that we've received. And so I, I would encourage you to not be um, mm. discouraged in those situations. You're oh. not going to be perfect in them, but that's where God's grace is sufficient um, and can and help you grow. What I love about what you said there, Tracy, is uh, so often we talk about as Christians forgiving people because they're always the ones who do wrong. But Mm. when you said seek forgiveness, in other words, uh, as believers, we still often do wrong at work. And that reflects a humility that is definitely um, unusual in the secular workplace, a humility that seeks forgiveness. And I was laughed at for apologizing. Like, why are you apologizing? I have no idea what you're talking about, whatever. But I knew for me, it's what I needed to do. What the the Holy Spirit was very clear on what I needed to do. And so in that step of obedience, it wasn't awkward. It was actually kind of humorous in the fact that I had been laughed at for apologizing because it was an uncommon thing. Um, That doesn't mean it was easy to eat my pride in Mm -hmm. those situations. Uh, But it... Did yeah. provide a cool opportunity sometimes for conversation hmm. to share That's good. that. That's good. Um, so next question here: How does the body of Christ apply to married couples since the two have become one? Is it more application of corporate and individual bodies of Christ? Huh. Uh, interesting question. Yes, it is true that the two have become one. I don't think that changes. That doesn't change. Here, it doesn't change anything. It does add something. This mm. probably would be my best quick summary of that. You still, I still am as a man and a husband and a dad and an individual, the body of Christ. Right. Jackie still is my wife. A she still is my wife. <laughs> Wrong Pauls. I mean, right Pauls. She, as my wife, she is. Uh, a female uh, individual body of Christ as well, uniquely expressed. I think the power of marriage is that an individual body of Christ and an individual body of Christ united as one and treating one another as Christ towards the church and church toward Christ, Ephesians chapter 5 says, that the husband is to be as Christ to the church and the wife is to be as Christ, as the church to Christ. So I am to sacrificially love. And when I do that in marriage, I am reflecting the body of Christ mm-hmm. in a unique way as a husband. When Jackie, uh, who is to be as the church to Christ, joyfully submits to my leadership, she is reflecting the body of Christ in a unique manner as well. So it doesn't take away the individual reflection at all. It simply adds an extra uh, object lesson to the world of what God and the church are intended to look like. A healthy marriage is to reflect what a healthy 
church looks like, where there is unity, but still diversity. Mm -hmm. And part of my growing as a husband was a transition from recognizing Jackie's differences, not as a difference than me, as not a, ah, this drives me crazy, to I can uh, tolerate it, to I can appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That was a journey for me. So uh, I was an arrogant fool who initially was like, ah, it'd be better if we were both like me. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid, I know. Um, Yeah. Left too much. Um, and I was then thought, oh, okay, now I am um, mature. I tolerate it. That wasn't maturity. That was just getting back to neutral. Mm-hmm. I got from negative to neutral to the, I think, what is reflected crisis when I have learned that Jackie and her uniqueness adds something is valuable in the relationship. It's good that she's not mm-hmm. like me. Yeah, and I laugh so much because I've, I've, I've had that thought. I was like, in this situation, if everyone could just agree yes. with me right now. Right. That's why I laugh because I... Ah, okay. Um, so question here on serving. In serving the body, I have a tendency to not draw attention to the glory of God alone, but to myself and my performance. Mm. I've continuously prayed for my heart to be changed, mm. but still wrestle with the sin. Any encouragement? Uh, I'm encouraged that you're still wrestling with the sin. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's a, that's a great encouragement. The scripture says, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18, a lady who had great impact on my life, Mary Faith Phillips, uh, used to quote this verse a lot. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. What, I, what encourages me about that, that I hope will be encouraging to you, is the growing us into Christ-likeness is a step-by-step process. Sometimes we wish it would happen overnight, and other times we resist it. Right. But in an area where we want to grow but struggle in doing so, the Lord will answer your prayer. He will change you. He may do it in ways that you don't like, warning. But uh, he, will, he will change you. It's a, it wouldn't, in the worship time this morning, Matt declared, he from Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work in you will complete it. So if that's an area where um, you still struggle with, with glory stealing, you want the attention instead of the attention on the Lord. Uh, he wants that out of your life, just like you do. He wants to be fully glorified. And so I think he'll answer that prayer. So be encouraged that transformation does take time. Don't grow casual or content with your sin. Confess it to the Lord. You know, there's things that that I find that I I know are wrong, and I still think them. And so I just try to have this discipline of when I think it to say, "Lord, I repent." That is a mm. stupid, foolish thought. Take it captive. Yes, 
to, and and then no offense, but kill it, take it captive and kill it. <laughs> um, so, Lord, I recognize, I repent of it, I change my mind. I'm a fool for thinking that, and then I de- would declare the truth. So. You may have a, a thought, I want attention for this, I want applause for this. Lord, I repent of that thought. I'm a fool. I want you to be glorified. I don't know what else you can do other than uh, don't stop serving. People right. who go, well, I'm not going to serve until I can do it in a way that glorifies God fully and completely all the time will never serve. So don't, don't pursue that path, please. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, and speaking of serving, a pretty, I think this is a good question. Um, is it okay to try out a serving area before committing to a regular schedule? Uh, 100%. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Because I think the Lord wants us to be fruitful and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're making an impact and we're having joy in the process. And we won't always do that. That won't always be the case the first time we serve. Sometimes sure. uh, we just go, wow, this doesn't really fit. So, yeah, I think that's a great way to jump in, try something, commit, work in the nursery for a month, try and facilitate a small group. Say, hey, I'd be interested in facilitating a, a youth small group, but can I just do it as a co-facilitator and right. give it a Give it a shot. That's be a great process. Yeah, you're not gonna have to sign a year-long contract. It's not <laughs> like a lease or something where you're like locked in. Like, yeah. You can try yes. it out. So yeah, it's good. That's a really good question. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, and don't forget, we have a, this list of opportunities that um, Doug even mentioned this morning to be the body of Christ in that fulfillment. You can find it on our website at cfcjacks.com/serve. You can also find it under the ministries tab in the drop down as well. So thanks again for joining us this morning.